Right. I am recording. I am. Who are you, Bear? Podcast ASMR. Why do you reckon my beer taste buds have just disappeared? Because you're tasteless. Tasteless. <laughs> Thanks for that. Is you drinking the wrong beer? I, I'm, but I'm trying all different types of shit. Maybe you should try different types of beer. That's probably true. <laughs> so, so you're not saying not not all the brands of forex are, are worth trying. No, only the, only the draft, the old red and gold. Yeah, I don't know. I keep keep thinking, oh, it's been a while. I'll have a beer, and then I just don't enjoy it. It's quite disappointing because there's more interesting looking beers out there now than there ever was. Whether or not they are interesting or not, I guess is beside the point. But they're definitely interesting looking. Yeah, you just need to fuck about and find a style you like. Hmm. Uh, I could drink less, but what's the fun in that? Um, Got to fuel that engine somehow. So, uh, th- this week was a little bit confusing to me. <laughs> um, Where should we start with Tripping Balls episode 330? Look, we start look, with these New South Wales... Yeah, Which all right. I was led to believe was a comedy band. Was a band that were tism adjacent in their worldview and had their own podcast and Comedy Central show and Melbourne Comedy Festival mm-hmm. show and all that kind of thing. And then I listened to their album and it was as funny as a wet weekend. It's not funny at all. It's it- dead straight. It is absolute. Now it's an entirely competent, moany. I wouldn't even call yeah. it punk. It's not punk. I mean... It's it's it, like well, what I settled on was if Pulp tried to do a punk punk album. Yeah, it's it's, it's not even hardcore. It's, it is kind of no, no, sad, moany, kind of yeah. 80s English kind of feel to it. Yeah, that's that's what, that's what where I settled on. It's like oh, it's, a bit, I, it, it's Pulp but a bit punky. Yeah, it's, it's much more of a sort of a grimcore 90s sound than anything actually, you know, punk. It is, it is kind of odd that they're playing this part of their repertoire absolutely straight. Like it's even you know, Tism, Frenzel, Spinal Tap, another band that, that they reference. Yeah. Um, Flight of the Concords. That there's none of that. There's none of that in any of this music. I know. <laughs> in a way, it reminds me a little bit like um, Brett from Flight of the Concords has an album out called Songs Without Jokes, which is just him doing kind of little Song. soft folk songs, and it's <laughs> does yeah, not but, work but, without the jokes, man. It's just not but, interesting. But at least his stuff is sort of soft folk anyway, right? Yeah. So that, that's not that big a jump, but, like, I, I was expecting even hoodoo gurus, right? Like... Well, that kind of whimsical a, 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 and... Um, yeah, a bit of sly cynicism or whimsicality mm. or something. But there's nothing... Like like you said, if this was louder, it could have been on one of my hardcore nights. But it was... Yeah, it was just dual, moany, grungy, plugging away... It was kind yeah. of a little, maybe laid out sort of elements of the Cure and the Smiths and that kind of shit as well. But it was just, it was just such a weird, a weird thing to be doing. Like it's just such, such a weird affectation. I think I actually enjoyed it because I, I spent so much time trying to, get, like, it broke my brain a little bit because I, you know, I pressed play expecting something in a range, you know, from even, even from like Skyhooks or something, you know. Of that Aussie band that had a bit of humour to it, 
early ACDC. You know, yeah, like we've got anything, big balls but, and things like that. But this was just so, so straight down the line that. Yeah. Well, like, you have to take your music seriously. We're serious artists. But it, it, one of these tracks could be on the new Crow soundtrack. That's the sort of music that this is. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. It just tripped me out. It really did. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't think it was bad either. I thought it was okay. Yeah, but I didn't think it was good. I didn't think it was particularly no, like no if, if, if you set aside all of that backstory about them having, you know, being basically a comedy act, and just said, okay, here's a band they play, kind of, you know, grim pub rock, um, and listened to it and went, yeah, they play grim pub rock, but it's not even a good example of it. You know, if I'm thinking about some of those other kind of Australian grim pub rock kind of acts. Yeah. Uh, they're better than these guys, so. Yeah, that's true. The, yeah, bad like, dreamsers and, and people of that ilk. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So in that same vein, right, if you read the, and nowhere near to the same extent, but if you read the body type bio, it, does that jive with what you hear on this album? I th- I thought it was closer. I certainly thought it was much more of... It's what I would have expected from it. We will. Okay. We can actually pull the body type bio up and do a quick Doc Reed's bio. But I don't remember it being ridiculous and pretentious. Like, um, you know, they're, they're talking about, you know, exultant and cutting and aflame with sex and rage. And oh, I don't know about that. Well, that track is Set Me Aflame with Sex and Rage. Yeah. Uh, which... That's I, I see. I see that that song works like that. Um, no, I thought it was a. It, it had more to it than I thought it was going to. I first, first have to say that they are not a Melbourne band. That's an insult to them. They are a Sydney band. They're just on a Melbourne label, so that automatically makes them better. Um, they are trying a bunch of stuff on this, and some some of it even works. They've got bits of kind of Slater Kinney style, jangly indie, but they've also got um, kind of. Almost power pop sort of stuff, and they've got sort of more downbeat things. Um, now, it's like joyful, joyfully anarchic, bursting with life and autonomy might be slightly overdoing it. Um, yeah, it, it the, I, I think you've nailed it. J- jangly indie is what I got out of it. Yeah, and, and but it's, like, not, it's oh. not not one dimensional in that in that respect. It does. Uh, they are doing a few a few things. Like you know, I'm I'm, I'm like a junkie with a fucking bad heroin addiction you, you gotta you know it's gotta be some real pure shit to to get me to even wake up um yeah it was yeah, I, I i sort of came down with i guess because i didn't quite have um <laughs> like the, the the detectiveness of trying to figure out what the fuck the album was about it so like oh yeah this is an indie album okay it's it's all right and and then moved on yeah, I thought it was, it's an India. It's a good one. I, I thought they did a pretty good job. I um, I, did, I ended up um, dropping it into my thirty albums, thirty recommended albums for the year. Mm-hmm. I thought it was good enough. Um, good. It might be twenty ninth on the list, but, but it, you know, it certainly it's not in the top ten. But I can't uh, wait to see that review in Time Out. Yeah, Balls Podcast. It was good enough. It was. It was definitely. It was. It was top quartile. Um, yeah, of the uh, albums yeah. I listened to this year, sure. There were one, I, I, one or two tracks that I, I, you know, could have done without, but um, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I, I liked it. Is about so the self-titled third secret album, and this is 
this is where I really got confused. What, yeah, what? I mean, if this, if this feels like, if this sounds a bit like two different albums smashed together, it's because it is. Um, most of this album appears to be kind of a folk project between Chris Novoselic and, and uh, the, the female singer Gillian um, uh, Gillian Vice. Yeah, most of the songs are just kind of kind of little folky things between her and him. But yeah. then, then occasionally they have these big kind of grungy bangers like "I Choose Me," which has, um, uh, I like Stone Temple Pilot. But yeah, well, that's the other ones vocalist. that have Kim Thale and Matt Cameron on them. Yeah, and they fe- they feel like at their Kim- best they, f- they they feel like you know Stevie Nicks out front of fucking Soundgarden. Oh, every t- like I listened to this album a few times, right? And I was just like, can I have a whole album of this, please? Can you can you guys go back and. And just you do can the, you could do you can do your folk, do a folksy album as well and release that and I can listen to that and go okay that's that's fine but can I please have have a full album of this sound because her I voice think that was when the she, plan I think what happened was that they were planning to do a full album of um, a full album of the because there are only like two or three tracks in which the whole with mm. uh, Kim Thale and Matt Cameron are involved yeah. in terms of writing credits. And I think that was the plan, but the COVID got in the way and the project kind of stalled and then they just sort of, well, let's just fucking put it out as it is. Uh, which is a shame because there is there is the idea for a really good album in here, but unfortunately there's also um, a bunch of old Wash people doing a, basically a cover, like doing a, another Led Zeppelin 3 and Led Zeppelin 3 mm. was terrible at the time. Yeah. Uh, we don't need a bunch of whole lot, of, whole lot of fucking folk rock takes from a rock band. No, but... Like yeah, when when her voice is in that low range, yeah. it's got that sort of shimmery growl. I was like, man, you you are made. Your vocal is made for this sort of music. It works so well, and then she gets up into a higher range, and it's a different thing again. Yeah, it, uh, like the 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 tracks where they go, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's I did, really. I really didn't find myself thinking, you know, what would these songs sound like with Chris Cornell on them? Because they do, you know, it's particularly the. Um, I Choose Me is the perfect example of this. It does yeah. have that kind of sound garden guitar noodle kind of feel because it's it's it just has that, that feel to it. At least this time, because that's the, what, second track on the album? Yeah. Um, at least this time I'll listen to, to more tracks before I send it away to anyone because imagine, you know, imagine if I'd sent this off going, oh, this is the, the grunge is back and they, you like, know, they, they started on w- winter, on winter solstice and it's like, what the oh fuck? God. Grim, sad, moo, twiddly, twiddly, twee. <laughs> oh, so disappointing. I thought we had another contender for top five. That's why it's the and, Joker, man. That's why it's a yeah, Joker album. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's almost... That's the, why it the, sat on my the, Joker list from... Like, when did the album come out? I think it was fucking... It was not last week. It was uh, April. This album came out and sat on my Joker list for a while as, as kind of a... Mm, I should have a look at that, but I suspect parts of it are going to suck ass. Oh, well, I was like, I don't have to do any picking of anything this week. Because well, yeah, you're going to pick the, some the, songs that don't, albums that don't exist yet, but will um, by Monday. So, Little Sims is coming back. Now, uh, what do you reckon this album is going to be? Fuck, I have no idea. I'm, I'm actually I'm actually scared. Because, because I mean, it's, it's not been that long since... Um, Sometimes I might be introvert. introvert Simbi, yeah. I should call it. Simbi. Yeah. Um, and it's not known what this album is about. It's not known whether she's working with Inflow again, so it'll be another. But Salt have put out a whole shitload of stuff recently. So um, maybe not. 
so it's possible that that inflow's been busy, and uh, in which case it might be something that sounds a bit more like back to your roots, Simsy. Um, then again, I mean, inflow was was heavily involved with grey area as well, so we can't yeah, we can't blame the, inflow and salt for everything. The the thing that encourages me is that little EP she dropped, where it was like, yeah. here's some bangers I've got. Um, so maybe it's a little bit more straight down the line. Here's some bangers I've got album rather than yeah. uh, because the the thing is she does like to she's a little bit like a movie director, right? She's got a thematic idea that she wants to prosecute, and so for it to be prosecute. this fast, she wants to litigate it. Litigate? Yeah. I don't know. That's just the word that popped out of my mouth. But, you know, okay, so is it Britain going to hell? Like, is it, isn't it an idea that was burning in her so much that she had to get an album out about it? Is it, you know, is it is it a modern protest album or is it just a whole bunch of bangers that she had sitting around? She's like, well, I've got well, an album The title is no, no comma thank you, which feels very kind of passive aggressive. It's almost like something you say at the end of a breakup. So I wonder if she's broken up with him, Flo. Yeah. Creatively, there's no comma. It's it's no thank you. Yeah. Oh, is there no, I thought there was a comma. So it's like no thank you might just be a reaction to everything. It's like no thank you. It's very polite. Very well brought up. Just trying to think. Anyway, so um, this is folks. This is why we'll tell you over and over again. This is why we don't do our album of the year until the fucking year fucking is end. over. Are you listening, Pitchfork and fucking Stereo Gum and fucking NME and Spotify Wrapped? The year is not over. Look, Didn't you people I- learn from RTJ three? This shit happens. People drop things late in the year. Sims is dropping an album on the fucking 12th of December. It could well be in the conversation for album of the year if you're Bezo. Well, and even like I read that uh, that, that picture review of the, the album we're going to pick for the Joker this week, this the Spoon dub, you know. It's the first time rip. we've listened to the same album twice but in a remixed form for, this, for the second, uh, second attempt. Six. Sounds like a perfect idea for a Joker album, just quietly. For for me, for, for, for me anyway. Yeah, well, that's literally what I said on on DM was like, this is this is what the Joker album was built for. This is this yeah. is exactly the reason. Um, and find out whether it was better than the original because the original, I think, we found a little bit mediocre from that. Remember? Yeah, the last one particularly. Well, that's the, what it is. One, it's Lucifer yeah. on the sofa. The the one the one before was that one that. You know, started out completely like fucking red hot, yeah. and then just fell off a cliff. Um, yeah, I, I don't know whether it had enough, bo- like good bones in it that album to be like remixed into something interesting. But you never know. But this is going to be a dub remix of it, so it's your look, two look, favorite things: disco pop and dub. I'm down for dub of anything. So if there was grime involved and Rosie hip hop. Uh, I was thinking about that. The other. I was trying to think when the last, when there was a last Aussie hip hop album that I really enjoyed, and I think isn't that Aussie, that, Aussie, Aussie hip hop's been produced? Wasn't that Butterfinger? Yeah. Not Butterfingers. That fucking Hash Butter Synergy album. Oh yeah, that's true. But that was like a that was like a throwback album. That wasn't. I wouldn't call that anywhere anything to do with sort of modern Australian hip hop. Um, you know, I was, I was thinking of like the. Yeah, like that last Funk Wars album, which I just I keep going back to. It's one I don't. I find there's not too many pre-podcast albums that I go back and listen to 
uh, frequently. Boats, Portishead. Like there's a, there's a couple, but not like more. I, I think the the looking back that I do is more in bands that I've discovered um, in the podcast. Like you know, I'll go back and listen to old Black Keys albums, but they're not old Black Keys albums to me because I was never a massive fan of the Black Keys in period. So they're all you know, it's all new music for me. Um, but yeah, that last Funk Wars album, and then everything sort of after that is really fucking produced. And really clean, <laughs> and I just don't know whether hip hop should be that clean. As um, you know, you see, be dirt, dirty as Abs says. So. As Abs and, and Full Matt have said. Yeah, they must be due. Those guys. When are we getting another? Yeah, they can wait till next year. We need we need some concert. We've yeah, got plenty we, of albums for this year. Thank you. That's right. <laughs> they're, they're gonna if. The, if they really wanted to be like the the podcast spirit animal, they'd drop an album on December thirty just to fuck with us. Well, well as it is, as it is, I can see most of January. You know, when we come back, normally we just yeah. do we do odd bits and pieces. But I feel like it's just gonna be full of jokers of stuff we couldn't do from twenty twenty two, stuff we you know that we put off and and I've actually didn't get got a, time to do it. a couple of say like a couple of jokers that I had in my list from stuff that I'd found from 2021 that, that I thought was actually all right but I'm like I can't pick it god damn it it's a new album but it's not new enough no it's so that, that, you might have noticed in the, in the show notes I refer to those as near new albums yeah they're like demonstrator albums low mileage yeah so, you know they're, 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 they might be good January albums yeah um, all right so what are you gonna pick doc I'm gonna pick an album by uh, this is kind of my Palette cleanser for the for the third secret album. Um, again, it's a it's an older figure from uh, the fringes of, of the two thousands rock scene. Uh, it's a, a outfit called Tropical Goth Club, which is which is essentially uh, Dean Fatita, who was in Queens of the Stone Age and the Dead Weather, which was the band with um, Jack White and Alison Mosshart from the Kills in it. Oh, yeah. uh, he also you know toured with the Raconteurs and has been session muso with, you know, various people. Um, but he's, he's just sort of doing his own solo stuff. Uh, and he, this is kind of his, um, you know, bedroom recordings over, um, over kind of COVID and, and afterwards. So it's got a little bit of a feel of that desert rock stuff to it, but it's also playing with some psychedelic and some other electronic and bits and pieces. It's, it's quite, it's stuff I've heard is actually quite interesting. And uh, it's on third man, which is, um, Jack White's record label, I think. Um, I think uh, he might actually be in uh, Memphis as well, because that's where um, that's where Jack White is. So yeah, um, okay. So it's sort of pushing a little bit beyond. Um, it might be a little bit like that. There was that album that um, Dave Catching did, who was also was kind of on the fringes of that scene. Um, you know, he's, you tend to think of the, the prominent people in that scene being, you know, you. Josh Homs and you, you know the main people in Caius and um, Queens of the Stone Age and, and Fu Manchu and things like that. But um, yeah, this could be um, this could be more interesting than, than some of those other other kind of ex- experimental things in the desert rock space. So that's my album for the week: Tropical Goth Club's self-titled debut release. All right, sounds good, Doc. I um, yeah, I can't wait, can't wait to see what this Simsy album's like. So we can't actually add the Sims or the um, or the, the Spoon album because they don't exist yet. <laughs> don't exist yet. Well, so that we may. By the time we post this, there might be unforeseen circumstances, and we may have to come up with some 
some other some is other this, solutions. Is this, if is this better or worse of us both being convinced that an album existed only for it to just be a single? Yeah, like the all them witches. We can, yeah. <laughs> if all those fails, we just listen to all the all them witches singles they've released every month, and we'll imagine the album that would have existed. All right, Doc. Well, I'll catch you next week. And geez, not too many picks left. What? What? Maybe one or two after this? Yeah, not too many uh, listening weeks till Christmas. Just as well, Sims dropped it this week. Yeah, get it out for the holiday season. Mm-hmm. All right, catch you on the flip side, Doc. Cheers, man. then i will upload some stuff and do some other stuff and then go to bed fucking a monday is a weird day to be releasing day to an release album. an album yeah that's what i thought it is odd like friday yeah it's usually friday the new albums drop so you get the weekend to to stick with it mm. um yeah i thought that too i was like monday but also the fact that the other um the other album is also dropping on, on the tour, which is really quite weird. Is that under Spoon or is that under the, the remix artist? It One should come artists. under Spoon with their... They'll be named as an artist anyway. Yeah, yeah, like it comes up, you know, like... Oh, here uh, it is. Okay, Lucifer on the Sofa was the album by Spoon and then Lucifer on the Moon is the Adrian Sherwood reconstruction so that so that's out now, and that dropped on the fourth. So we can add that to our um, add that to our playlist. Lucifer on the moon, moon. Um, Spoon's tenth album, Lucifer on the Sofa, is the band's purest rock and roll record to date. Is that how you recall it? Nope. According to frontman Britt Daniel. Sounds like he's put his name on backwards. It's the sound of classic rock as written by a guy who never did get Eric Clapton. Well, Eric Clapton was a weird racist. That's probably why he didn't get him. Mm. It's like they're talking about it like it's fucking um, Screamadelica by the by Primal Scream or something. That's, that's not what I recall at all. Did you know they were um, they're from Austin? I, I thought they were. For some reason, I thought they were British. No, no. Yeah, I thought they were Maybe from... Maybe it's just the dude's vocal tone. Yeah. No, for some reason, I th- I knew that they were from from the States. I'd probably have to revisit Lucifer on the Sofa. Yeah. Fuck, when did we do that? That must have been very early in the year. We have done just... We will have done 100 albums by the end of the year. It's still not bad, even for a... You know, second even- week of the year was when we did... Second episode, new new music episode of the, of the year, we did... Um, Lucifer on the sofa. Jesus. Episode 298. So 32 episodes ago, which is why I can't remember it. And I look back to some of these albums. Do you remember we did that Midnight Oil album this year? That's, no. Really? We did, a, we did a Hoodoo Gurus album this year. We did a Cypress yeah. Hill album this year. I remember the Hoodoo Gurus one. We did a Midnight Oil one this year? Yeah, we did Resist. It was shit. It was just miserable. Yeah. We did an Eddie Vedder album this year. Oh, my God.
Why? Why did we do that? You picked it. <laughs> yeah, no. not, not to not to quote Tinophobe with with Amin and and Zach Harper, but you picked it, motherfucker. Jesus Christ. What, uh, yeah, yeah, I guess so. Why would I do that? That seems dumb. Must must have been like sometimes I panic. <laughs> to be honest, you must have had the Joker. It must have been a Joker Joker pick because you would have picked. You had two albums that week, and Spoon must have been the um. Spoon was definitely the uh, the uh, the main one. Oh yeah, for sure. Then unless yeah, I, I picked it, but because the, the other album was Mulled Orange is looking for space, and I don't. I guess it's I'm down as having picked it, but I don't recall picking it. I don't recall giving enough of a fuck about it to pick it. But no, must have been. Oh no, they were they were Kiwi band. I did pick them. They were awful, deeply mediocre. I remember the the year starting out not that flash. No, we didn't have a lot of momentum to it. In fact, if no. I look through the only album that I. First album I really liked was Rot TV's Tales of Torment, which was just a kind of a rat bag, kind of pub punk album. Um, but it's a long time before. And then Charges Warhorse, which is basically just Motorhead. But in terms of it, uh, it took a while for us to find an album that we all liked. And then we had, we had like that Jack White album, which was pretty good. Wet Legs album, which was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, the Trip Out by Crystal Method, which some, for some reason I'd convinced myself was last year. Um, the Zarface joint, which was decent, um, and then Bob. I think the year really began with Bob Villain. Yeah. At that point, we thought, okay, we've now found an album that is the well, sort of re- album you want to tell people about. I can remember coming out of that album, going, "Fuck, it's going to be hard to beat this album this, that this is, year." That is, that's that's going to be that's that's on the scoreboard now. That that's now that what everyone has to chase. Yeah. And to the rest of music's credit. They have chased yeah. it. Yeah, chased so well. it's um, it, it could. I was thinking at one point it could be an all Bob or Bobby um contention, but yeah. you know, there's probably still going to be some other really good albums too. Yeah, Black Keys, decent album. Although, as I said, I, I like that um that Marcus King thing even more. Um, you know who's not going to be there? Kendrick Lamar and his fucking bullshit. Good lord, that was horrible. Uh, uh dear. What an overrated cunt. All right, Doc, I'll catch you later for hopefully some very positive things to say about The Sims album. <laughs> hopefully. It's a pity you can't use a, a audio excerpt and send it to Freezing Cold Takes. When she's, when she's, <laughs> what happens if she's done a fucking shitty folk album? Like I was going to say, oh, no, no, the, the, the bad, the bad, the, you know, the scary thing, the thing that sort of, you know, wakes you up at 3 a.m. in cold sweats if they're, you know, an album could do such a thing. Um, Shitty R and B. Yep, that's that's exactly that's what I was thinking. Is if she's Usher like gone fucking full, full American market. Let's let yeah. it go. So I've, I've become famous. I appear on TV. You know, um, D- Drake doing the production. Yeah. Oh, Drake collaboration. Not worse. DJ Khaled. We're the best. <laughs> Another one. Fuck off, you fucking stupid cunt. Hey, we 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 never talked about. I've never managed to wrinkle it in, but the weekend, the weekend had an album this year, and he's got a couple of songs. That he's got like Did we, you know, I'm sure we've done the weekend. No, I, I've mentioned it a couple of times, and I've never had the balls to pick it. Um, oh no, I think I think Adam has picked weekend albums when he's guested. That's why we've definitely done them on the show, but you might not have been on in the show. When right. We so he, he's fascinating, right? In that. He doesn't have the best voice, and so he has sort of two styles of track. 
he has a track where he sings with his own voice and a tr- and stuff that he auto-tunes, which is sort of like the R&B. Which sounds a bit like you with a bad internet connection. Yeah, that's right. And the stuff where he just does nothing to his voice, he's actually a really interesting electronic artist, like a bit weird and, and his voice is a bit weird and all sort of works. But the problem is that he does like one of those tracks to four yeah, so and the rest stri- of it's massively processed cheese. Straight down the line processed cheese. That yeah. it's, it's it's a little bit like that, that album Craft we singles. listened to tonight where, where it's like, can, can we have just more of this? But I guess he sort of like, well, you know, this is what pays the bills because they play it in, in the clubs and shit. Well, fuck, he did the, he did the um, Super Bowl show. Mm, yeah, like he's a, he's a big deal. Like he's a, he's a really big artist. But uh, I don't know. don't know. Let me see how many of his albums we've done because I think... And I haven't sort of had a good listen to the album because I, I sort of... I, I think I would listen to it and go, oh, well, that's, that's just a bad decision. But, uh, yeah, I went back and listened to a few of his old tracks and some of the... Where he turns the auto-tune off, the dude's not bad. Fucking Christ, why can't I operate this fucking thing? Mm. Oh, that's beer. Cool. Beer? Yeah. Is beer the answer? No. It is not. Disappointingly, I, I don't drink as much as I used to. It's kind of disappointing. Yeah, me too. Oh, come on, you piece of shit. There we are. Right. I like how... Oh, fuck, we started oh, this dear, in 2015. Are you serious? Sorry? We started this in 2015. I keep forgetting that. Oh, you know what it was? It was a album where he... It might have been a re-release of some shit he did. It, it wasn't a new album. It was a. It was a, up as a classic. Okay. Let me have a look here. And yeah, there it is, The weekend. We did a Cypress Hill album this year? Yeah. Oh, that's some Paul and the Broken Bones album. This is the return of the hill, the game, the weeks, the thing's over, whatever it was. House of Balloons by The weekend. Right. It was an Adam pick. Yeah. That's a good album too. Blood Red Shoes. Was that, that all right? I don't remember that Not being that really. good. It wasn't as good as the, the other album of theirs we did. You picked the Red Hot Chili Peppers album. Oh, fuck. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I picked Swedish House Mafia. Holy shit. Yeah, you did. You're, 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 if we look at, if we break down your attempts to find electronic music, it's, it's led you to some age. fucking dark places. Fuck hell. Falling Blackout's Coastal Fear. I remember that being good. I don't remember that being good. Uh, maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm mixing that up with some Paul and the Broken Bones. I think you thought it was okay. I think you thought it was it was decentish. Fontaine's decent, but that that felt like a continuation of the Spoon album. You know, we kind of had that kind yeah. of same. That's how I recall it. I'm not sure if that's true or not. The Reef album was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, I put it on my list as being you know the the legacy acts that haven't embarrassed mm. themselves. I put Reef on that and Clutch and the Black Keys and there's was one or two others. You thought you guys can keep recording. That's cool. That's cool by me. <laughs> and to be fair, Ozzy Osbourne's album, I didn't put it in my list, but Ozzy Osbourne's album was was pretty good for an Ozzy Osbourne album, even though it was um, it felt very much like a nineteen nineties Ozzy Osbourne album. Interesting that Beth's album got a lot of love from Pitchfork, and I think it's comfortably their their worst album worst, out of yeah. the three that they've done so far. But we we sort of feel that way about. Music media, isn't it? They're 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 often on, late to the. They're, they're, they're an album. The, they're an album past it. Yeah. Well, in this case, they're probably two albums past it. Hmm. Um, oh, Eve Six. Uh, they like that. I like that Eve Six album. And the Eve Six guy 
has now got a an advice column on BuzzFeed. Apparently, he used to have it on another website, but that other website folded. But the editor from there moved to moved to BuzzFeed, um, and and he actually gives really good advice. It reminds me a bit of the used to um, the drummer from the Black Crows used to have an advice column on his website on the the Black Crows website back in the nineties, back in the very early days of the internet, and it was one of my favourite things because he he was really funny, but he also gave really good advice. And this um, the guy from Eve Six has actually got the same kind of quality to it. He, he but he actually gives he gives really good quality advice, and he gave, gave some advice to a, a PhD student who was kind of feeling that their their life their job was their life, and they they couldn't imagine a life outside the lab, and they weren't sure if this is what they wanted to do. All the shit that PhD students face all the time, and he gave really good advice, even though he has no experience of that sort of stuff. And I sort of said, um, he sort of said, this is actually really good advice. You know, part of my job is to help people with this sort of stuff. Uh, and the dude follows me now, which is nice. So he's going to get a lot of tweets about cricket. <laughs> um, the Jez do I remember world. anything about Eve Six from 1998? Not a fucking all, but I do like the fact that these they're extremely accepting of the fact that they were one hit wonders and that they go through the ego death of uh, a bit like that the 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 life experience of of the protagonists in that novel I wrote, you know, in, uh, yeah. the, in the worst possible taste. The idea that you were really big once, but now you're fucking irrelevant and you've got to start again at the bottom and you have to deal with the fact that you're not important anymore. Uh, and it's as a, a sort of a microcosm of what happens to us all as we get older. I was, I was just looking at the Jezebels for some reason. Do you know they did a uh, audio commentary version of their album? Like almost like Why a director's would you want comment? That? I think I'm going to listen oh, I like, to it. I like this this drop here. I, I really like this bit. Uh, I think you fucked that part up. I don't know. I, like, I'm a massive fan of that classic album series, and wish wish there was a little bit more of that. And um, Triple J did their version of it, which was the producer series, which was the producer talking about you know albums that they'd done and where they'd done them and what sort of desks they mixed them on and 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 like even for albums that I didn't really like. It was just a fascinating, like, you know, the, just the, the way you build an album and, and you know, sometimes random shit that comes together to make, you know, make a particular sound or make a particular thing. I might listen to that, see if it's any good. Well, the uh, problem was that Jezebel's album was that it only had one track I liked. Uh, I liked it. I really like. well, is it the right album? I don't know if it's the right album. I think it's not the album that I like. <laughs> oh, it's not either. We have not done one Jezebel's album on this. On this, yeah, 2016. Yeah, it's, it's that. Right. It's that album too. That's not the album I like. It's got what's his name? That song, something drive. That was the, the one track I liked. Um, it's a bit like the DMAs. You can kind of pin them for having one good song on the album. The rest of it's fucking bilge. Uh, the, the, so their album that I like is Prisoner, which is 2011. Which is Prisoner, Endless Summer, and Long Highway, Nobody Nowhere. That's Some in the dark pre podcast, pre Spotify era. Yeah. <laughs> music barely existed. Before before music existed. Yes. What even was music before we started yeah. podcasting about it? What, what did you do before music existed, Granddad? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Doc, I've got to go to bed. I'm getting up straight in the morning. I'll catch you later. I'm not. I'm on leave from now until the middle of January. Oh, geez. Suck shit world. I would like to venture that I've fucking earned it. This has been a difficult ass Yeah, year. yeah. Yep. I agree. All right. See you, Doc. Cheers, man. Got six. So-